Ime Udoka wants the Boston Celtics to be road warriors. Plus, Marcus Smart maybe not running quite as much point as we thought. And how many triple doubles will Jason Tatum get this year? It's all right now on the Locked On Celtics podcast. Rainy Jays back with the vengeance. Back. All the real Celtics fans in attendance. This is the truth like 34. This like walking in the garden when you hear the roars. Crowd goes crazy. Most in-depth coverage on the daily, mainly podcast royalty. The content kings. When you talking about the franchise with 17 rings, focus like Danny at the deadline. Global, but it got a local feel like the red line, the blue line, the green line. Play it in between time. I'ma throw my C's jersey on in the meantime and press play. When the F's done, I can't wait until the next day. Trying to stay in tune with the C's is the best way. Melly. Hey there, thank you for making the Lockdown Celtics podcast your first listen every single day, Monday through Friday. I'm here for you daily, so I appreciate you making this your first stop in your podcast journey. Lockdown Celtics, free, available on all platforms, including YouTube, every episode at LockdownCeltics.com. I'm John Corrales. I cover the team for the the Boston Sports Journal. I've written a book called The Boston Celtics All-Time All-Stars, and like I said, I host this show Monday through Friday. So today, as the Celtics travel to Florida and have an off day, I figure I'll just kick around some of the other topics that have been floating around. First, the Celtics on this road trip really begin a long stretch on the road. This is going to be a kind of early defining stretch for this team. So I'll get that in in the first segment here. In the second segment, it struck me that maybe Marcus Smart isn't going to be running quite as much point guard, like full-time point guard, as we thought. So I'll get into that little bit of a breakdown. And then in the in the third segment, Jason Tatum, triple-double watch. I, I was thinking about this. I wrote a story in Boston Sports Journal, 26.2 thoughts on the preseason Celtics based on the marathon, 26.2 miles. And one of the thoughts was, I think Jason Tatum's going to have a few triple-doubles this year. I'll get into that in the third segment. So let's just look at this stretch here where the Boston Celtics are heading out on the road. They are very road heavy early this season. They've got uh, just for the rest of October, when you count these next two preseason games, six of their final eight games of the month are on the road. And then November, you they come home and then it's a three game and four night stretch. Orlando, Miami back to back and then a trip to Dallas. That's going to be a tough stretch. The Celtics open up with seven of 10 regular season games on the road. And this is going to be a, a tough test. It's kind of like a give and take. There's a, there's a, you know, the, the toughness of it is you start on the road and you have to go out and perform in front of hostile crowds. But on the plot, on the positive side, the Celtics are kind of in an extended preseason, you know, and it's everybody, everybody's in a sort of extended preseason to start when the first, couple of weeks of the regular season. No one's fully ready. Everybody's still tinkering. There's a lot of experimentation still going on. There's a lot of chemistry findings still going on. So the Celtics are no different. And by being on the road, it's almost like when you have one of those remote training camps, you know, the Celtics go to Newport. Sometimes teams go, you know, the Brooklyn Nets went to San Diego. In fact, three NBA teams went to San Diego. I think it was the Brooklyn, Denver, and the Clippers all practiced in San Diego for the beginning parts of training camp. So pretty smart move. I think for if you're going to, if you're going to go to a place to play basketball, the most beautiful city in America, San Diego is probably the place to go. Uh, 
but the Celtics can have this opportunity to kind of bond on the road. You're 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 in your hotels. You, you've limited places to go. It's not like you can go home and retreat into your own little cocoon. This is, you know, the home games are great, and you want to be in front of your home crowd, but. Part of the downside is after practice, after you get your treatment, you go home and you get into your own little cocoon. You, you, people are home, you with your wives or girlfriends or, you know, whomever you have at home, family, and you just kind of go off into your own little world. On the road, it's you're in a hotel and maybe some guys have friends on the road, but usually it's you're in a hotel, you, you've got to hang around and you got to hang around with each other. And so you have this opportunity to build a bond with each other. And I think that can be especially big now early. Here's the catch. The non-vaccinated players are not allowed to go to team dinners. They're not allowed to leave their hotel rooms except for team activities like team basketball, go-to-practice, shoot-around game activities. If you're unvaccinated, you're basically isolated. And so this isn't some political thing about vaccinations or anything like that. This is, hey, there's two, there's two groups of guys now. This team can be splintered into unvaccinated guys who have to stay behind and the vaccinated guys who go off and go to the movies, go bowling, go to dinner, whatever the hell it is. And this is, the, the league does this for a reason because they want everybody to be vaccinated. And more than 90% of the league is they want to get it to 100% or as close to 100% as possible. And I'm sure the Celtics the Celtics have stated they wanted to get it to 100%. And it's not even because everybody in the organization, I'm not I don't want to speak for anybody in the organization, but it's a basketball thing. It's yes, it's a player safety thing, but it's a basketball thing. If the Celtics are off trying to build a team and they're they're doing these things to build their team, then you want the whole team there. So like it or not, these are the rules. And one of the challenges that the Celtics are going to face is how do you get those, those guys to be part of the team on the road? It, it's really, really important early on. And if somebody like Josh Richardson or somebody else that's, that's playing big minutes and is expected to be a big part of the team, if he's not going to do this and he's going to be isolated in the hotel then that puts him a little bit behind. It just does. So again, not some political statement, not whatever. People really, when they hear vaccinations, they really want to dig in and turn this into a super crazy political thing. The rules are the rules in the NBA. And this is, from a pure basketball perspective, this is going to be an issue. As the Celtics hit this road trip, they're in Orlando, they play on Wednesday, they play in Miami on Friday. This is important for them to, to, to build this team. They want to build this chemistry. They want to build this bond. You want everybody there. Ime Odoka has said, this is a quote from, from Ime, I think being a road warrior, having that mentality, we're looking forward to playing on the road. It's only benefiting our young guys. We've got veteran guys as well who have been in every situation. So I look at it as a benefit to get out early and play well on the road he wants his team to be battle-tested, road-tested. He said, and, and I love what he said because I've said this on the podcast many times, when I was playing, I loved road games. I love playing on the road because to me, as much as you love being in front of a home crowd and you have this like 
this crescendo, this wave of everything good that happens. People are cheering for you. And that always feels good. I always preferred the silence of a road arena, a road venue, because it's the, the home crowd is supposed to cheer for you. And you feed off that for sure. But even if you're playing like crap, the Celtics are playing like crap. The TD Garden at some point, you're down 25 in the third quarter. That crowd at some point is going to start chanting, let's go Celtics, right? That's, that's going to happen and you're going to try to feed off of that. But the road team was like, you know what? Let, let's whip off this 8-0 run, 10-0 run and end those chants. No more chants, no more nothing. Everybody just shut up. And being a road team walking into somebody, somebody else's facility and getting those fans to shut up and hearing that silence, oh, that's so sweet. It's so sweet because you know as the road team, they're supposed to be cheering for you. They're supposed to be cheering for that other team. They're supposed to be cheering for their home guys, the guys that they came here and paid to see. And you've laid waste to those guys. And it's so bad that the people who are supposed to be cheering can't even muster up anything to cheer about. That feels good. So... I love that Emi Odoka talked about that, said, you know, one of the most satisfying feelings as a player or a coach is to watch the other team's fans filing out. Like, that's, that's what you want. That's when you're a good team. That's when you have that swag, when you walk into another person's building and you go, mm, you know what? Not today, boys. We're coming in here and we're doing some work. That is something that the Celtics are trying to build here. We're going to get an early test to see if they've got that in them. That takes some strength because being on the road is just different. You're, you're living out of a suitcase. You're living in a hotel room. You're not able to just go and, and you know, you, you want one of your creature comforts at home. That's just not there. And, you know, it's, it's just not the same. You get tired. Even these guys who get paid a ton of money and fly chartered jets and all of that stuff still – getting on a bus, getting to the the plane, going up and down in a pressurized cabin, that does have an impact on your body. The travel makes you weary no matter how luxurious the travel is. It does take a toll on you. And you got to go out there and play basketball. And so to get past that and go out there and play well on the road, that's important. And now let's see. Big early test. And it starts on Wednesday where the Celtics go to Orlando and have to perform on the road. They know what's coming up. They know they've got a lot of road games coming up. Let's see how they can adjust and whether they can respond. Because I think uh, if they can respond early and, and get out to a, a good early start to the season, obviously it's early and, and things can change, but I think that's going to be a really good sign. All right, up next, talking about Marcus Smart, the point guard, and and really how much point guard is he going to play. I'm going to talk about that next after I talk to you about Sleeper. In 2018, these guys decided, you know what? Fantasy basketball is broken. We are going to fix it. So Sleeper created this game called Game Picks. And so in Game Pick, you don't have to go up against a, a, a team owner, fantasy team owner that has guys playing extra games that week, you know, a big packed schedule. So they're just compiling stats. You can't compete against them. 
Every owner picks a single game per week for each starter that counts towards their, their final score, which means four games, you got Jalen Brown, you got to pick the game you think he does the best in. Strategy, you got to think, you got to play, you got to know basketball. You can't just compile stats. So the busy work is out. The, you know, all of that other stuff is out. You pick the, the matchups based on a number of factors. So whether you prefer to redraft, a keeper, a dynasty, Game Picks has you covered. I know everybody's doing their, their fantasy basketball uh, drafts soon. Don't bother with the traditional one. Download the Sleeper app. Start a league with your friends today with Game Picks, and you will not be disappointed. Have you subscribed to the Locked On Celtics podcast yet? You can wherever podcasts exist, and you can follow us on Spotify. Thank you, as always, for making Locked On Celtics your first listen every day. Going to talk a little bit about Jason Tatum's triple doubles coming up in just a few minutes. Why don't you make your second listen, the Locked On Red Sox podcast. The Red Sox have advanced to the American League Championship Series. They... Uh, dispatched the Tampa Bay Rays and are moving on. Locked on Red Sox going to be popping. So check out Locked on Red Sox. If you're a Red Sox fan, hey, if you're a Rays fan, if you're a fan of any other baseball team, football, there's a, there's a locked on for you. Okay, Marcus Smart is the full-time starting point guard. And I did like how much uh, he improved from game one to game two. I thought he was much more in control against Toronto uh, versus Orlando. I think the just general kind of speed of the game against Orlando worked against Marcus Smart. Everything settled down a little bit, and so did Marcus. He made a good adjustment that in the third quarter led to five assists. He had only just two turnovers. And I will tell you that on Wednesday, uh, Tuesday, on the uh, on Boston Sports Journal, I broke down the 14 of the 23 Celtics turnovers that were committed by the regulars. I didn't go into the fourth quarter turnovers or anything like that, or the late third, third quarter turnovers by like Jabari Parker. I stuck with the, the main guys video breakdown all on Boston sports journal on Tuesday. I think it's going to post Tuesday morning or maybe around lunchtime. So, but smart only had, a couple of turnovers. One was a travel, uh, you know, a, a play that was maybe a little bit out of control. Another one, miscommunication with with Josh Richardson. So not too bad. I thought he did a pretty decent job. But when we look at Marcus Smart playing point guard, it, it really struck me as I thought about it. He's not going to be a traditional full-time point guard. You're, Mark, you're going to start off with Marcus Smart. You win the jump ball. He gets the ball. You run a set play. But with this... Uh, focus on getting the ball, moving it, uh, getting it up fast. I think one thing that struck me against Orlando as I was really trying to watch Marcus, the point guard, was a lot of guys, uh, first of all, emphasis on Tatum and Brown crashing the boards. Now, obviously, Jalen Brown didn't play, but Jason Tatum crashed the boards, had nine rebounds in the game. He grab and go. And that's a big emphasis for the, the Celtics. It's been stated that Udoka wants those big wings to just get it and turn and go, which means Smart's going to be filling lanes. And 
So that's going to be that's going to mean fewer opportunities for him to set a half court offense. Uh, Al, Al Horford's going to get the ball and bring it up sometimes, and then you have those minutes where he and Schroeder are on the floor together. You're going to have a lot of times where he just brings it up, initiates the offense, and dumps it off to Jason Tatum, and Tatum and Brown do whatever they're going to do, and Smart just basically doesn't touch the ball again. All of this is to say that the initial storyline of Marcus Smart, full-time point guard, isn't necessarily going to be, I don't think, from what I've seen, I don't think it's really shaping up to be exactly that. That Marcus isn't going to be like a Chris Paul type of point guard who always has the ball in his hands and is controlling the entire game. For obvious reasons, Chris Paul is you know one of the, the best of all time at that position. But those full-time point guards who are generally in control of the entire offense through most of the game, that's not going to be what Marcus Smart does. And I think we've seen that kind of play out here. And maybe it'll change as the season goes along. Certainly there are going to be injuries and adjustments that, that could change that. But if the Celtics are trying to play fast, like one of the plays, one of the turnovers I broke down, Horford got the rebound through a baseball pass to Robert Williams that over half court, I mean, he was already at the hash mark in front of the, his own bench in front of Emi Odoka. So baseball pass from under the basket, and boom, the ball's already over the, over the court, over, over half court. And so from there, now Rob turned the ball over there. However, from there, yeah, he could pull the ball out and maybe Smart gets, gets a, a, the ball and can, can initiate an offense. But I don't think the Celtics are still running a set play there. With this emphasis on the ball movement and, and fast pace, even if Rob did the right thing in that, in that situation and pull the ball back out instead of what he did was drive and, and commit a, an offensive foul, if he pulled the ball back and kicked it over to Marcus Smart, Smart's making like one pass to a guy streaking down, and that's he would make that pass whether Kemba was on the floor or whomever was on the floor. If he was playing power forward in a super small lineup, like it, he would still make that pass, and it's not necessarily him being a point guard full time, like or or a point guard running set plays. I really wonder how many set plays the Celtics are going to run. Like they are going to be a lot more free flowing. So it's just one thing that I'm watching as things continue to progress. And maybe that'll change. There, there's certainly an evolution, but if the Celtics, I think are, if they're playing their best and if they're playing how the coach wants them to, if they're playing that 0.5 style of basketball, that, there aren't going to be a ton of opportunities for Smart to say, okay, we're running blah, 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 and here's, here's me at the point and, and making a play. I think this is kind of, and I don't want to say point guard by committee, but the, the ball movement takes away from how much point guarding Smart is going to do. Tatum's going to have the ball in his hands. A lot of times, even if you're probing, even if you push, and Tatum brings the ball up on a grab-and-go rebound and probes and pulls it back out. Maybe Al Horford is a trailer, and, and he cuts, and Tatum hits him and then kicks it over to you know, Romeo in the corner or Jalen in the corner, and that becomes the play. And Smart's just kind of like standing up, 
at some point saying, all right, well, this is what we want. We're moving the ball. Be interesting to see how that all pans out. And I know a lot of people are talking about, you know, or or have concerns about Marcus Smart. If you have a concern about Marcus Smart being the full-time point guard, maybe this will mitigate your concern about Marcus Smart. I think for Marcus, this is just an opportunity. He's going to need to, at some points, settle things down and run a play. But I think that there's, you know, it, it, it's his role is not going to be exactly what I envisioned going in. So we'll see moving forward. Up next, Jason Tatum triple doubles. Let's talk about how many he'll get. Because I think there'll be more than one. He's only got one in his career. But I think Tatum is, is due for a few this year. We're going to do that. We're going to talk about that next after I talk about Bet Online, which is back and fast. And obviously, football season is here. Football is like gambler's paradise. Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action. They've got a new updated site, a new interface with even more odds, odds, props, and contests. Bet Online continues to be the number one source for everything football. But hey, basketball, uh, boxing, big boxing match the other night you could have bet on. Your favorite Vegas casino games. So you have to go to Bet Online to take advantage of all of these amazing offers. With the promo code locked on, you're going to get a 50% welcome bonus. Go sign up, make your first deposit, whatever it is, they'll add 50% of that on top of it as a welcome bonus. With the promo code locked on, Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet Online, where the game starts. Please gamble responsibly. Be sure to follow our social channels at LO Celtics on Twitter and at Locked On Celtics on Instagram. Thank you as always for making Locked On Celtics your first listen every day. Why don't you make your second listen the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast? It's Josh Lloyd hosting the number one daily fantasy basketball show on the planet. Free, available everywhere you get your podcasts, even on YouTube. Josh is crushing it. Everybody loves to play fantasy basketball. Josh is the guy to listen to. All right. Fantasy is going to be very kind to anybody who who has Jason Tatum on their team. And in my Boston Sports Journal piece, 26.2, thoughts about the Boston Celtics on a marathon Monday, a weird October marathon Monday. But in that, I said, you know what? I think Jason Tatum... Looking at looking at what he's done so far, the seven assists in 28 minutes makes me think that he's going to have plenty of opportunities to get himself triple doubles. Now let's let's look at this, and we can extend this conversation into, hey, when he gets triple doubles, people pay attention, and that elevates him in the MVP chatter and All NBA. So. Last season, 26.4 points, 7.4 rebounds, 4.3 assists. Now, the assists obviously are going to have to go way up for him to even have a chance. But let, let's look at it. In, in 35 minutes of play, or yeah, yeah, 35, 36 last season, so about 35, how many opportunities is he going to get to rebound the ball, turn, and go? If that's what the Celtics want to do, then he's going to have the opportunity to grab rebounds and go. So first of all, 
the priority there is going to pump up his rebounding numbers. He's going to have plenty of double-doubles. He's going to have plenty of them. I think that 7.4 rebounds could go up to 8.5, maybe even 9. Because if the Celtics are going to play fast and put more possessions into the game, if their defense is going to be as good as we think it is, then he's going to have a chance to go in there and grab a few extra rebounds. Secondly, if their defense is as good as we think it is, he's going to get a few extra steals, you know, here and there. Not per game, but he still averages about 1.2. He can get that up to about 1.5 or closer to 2 steals per game. If he can do that, then that's a ton of fast break opportunities, which what? Pumps up his points and gives him more assist opportunities. So there will be plenty of games where the grab-and-go rebounds, the steal, the break, the push-ahead is going to get him three or four easy assists. Not going to happen all the time. But on occasion, from time to time, he's going to get, when the other team is cold, he's going to get plenty of opportunities to catch, push, pitch it ahead, and have that other guy go in for a layup or hit a three and get an assist off of that. We've seen him being used in the post. Kickouts on double teams in the post. That is a priority for Ime Odoka. So if he gets three transition opportunities for assists and then a couple post-ups where he gets a double team and he kicks it out and guys hit three, well, that's five assists right there. If he can find some ball movement, driving kicks, or just in general because he happened to be the guy who caught the ball third or fourth swing and he swings it one more time for an open shot, there are plenty of opportunities for him to get those 10 assists. I think he's going to have multiple, like probably, I don't know, 10? How many, you tell me in the comments, how many, one, how many triple doubles he can get and how many 10 assist games can he get? I think he can have five, six, seven, 10 assist games, I think three or four triple doubles is possible for Jason Tatum this year. For a guy with one over the course of four seasons, I think to get up to three or four is going to be big. And not just like cheapo triple doubles, not I'm patting my stats triple doubles. I think real triple doubles where he's going in and rebounding, pushing the ball. So, and if he gets those and he pumps up his numbers, I think Tatum can average 30 points a game. He's averaging 26.4, and he's taken last season 26.4, and he hit 4.6 free throws per game. Hit a couple extra free throws, get a couple of extra shots in this fast-paced game. You know, instead of 20.6 field goal attempts, get 22 field goal attempts. One of those is a three, a few extra free throws. Like, that, it's easy for him to take last year and get it up to 30 points a game. Now, if he's averaging 30 points a game and he gets up to eight or nine rebounds and the assists go up to like six or seven, we're talking like first team all NBA, certainly second team. Like he's going to have that type of season. I think that's right there within his reach. Again, it's progression, recognition, style of play. Style of play is a big one. If Ime Odoka continues to push this, and this is the emphasis that remains all season. The style of play really can elevate some of the things that Tatum can do. So 
throw a few triple doubles into that mix. You got yourself, you got yourself, forget all-star. I mean, first team all NBA, no worse than second team all NBA. And we're talking about MVP votes. And if he can get to that level, if he can be top five MVP vote, Jason Tatum, Celtics will surprise people. I think he certainly has that, that capability. So final number on, on triple doubles, I'll say four. Four triple doubles this season. And 10 assist games, I think seven or seven or eight, somewhere in there. So you tell me. You comment if you're watching on YouTube. Comment, uh, leave the, the you know, bef- below the video. And, and you tell me what you think. Or if he won't, maybe you'll say he won't. And, and we'll go from there. So, um, all right. Well, I will leave it there. And hopefully we'll, uh, like the Celtics, I don't know what, the Celtics media availabilities have been kind of like less than expected. Uh, so maybe the Celtics will talk on Tuesday. Maybe they won't. Don't know. If they do, I will bring you what they say. If not, we'll continue the conversation and look ahead to that Wednesday game against Orlando. Either way, I'm here for you Monday through Friday on the Lockdown Celtics podcast. If you're listening in the car, thank you. Thank you for doing that. Thank you for making us your first listen. If you're watching on YouTube, really appreciate that. Love for more people on YouTube to check out the channel. So share it. Spread the word. If you like these videos, if you like the show, make sure you tell your friends, everybody who you think might be interested in the Celtics podcast. Tell them that they should be listening to the Lockdown Celtics podcast here on the Lockdown Podcast Network.